Okay, welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is a ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Tonight here, the prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Hanovi, uh, the author of the book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. The series will be dedicated in memory of Rabbi Rachmiel, then our own mayor, Neshama, should have an aliyah. Oh, look at the Ani. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you go? <laughs> I'm sitting there. You, you move seats on me. Okay. Um, the last thing we said last week, um, although it's a little bit, of, uh, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit humorous. Um, so the last thing we said, we learned last week was that, um, David ran away to um, to Plishtim, of all places. Right, so the Novi says that his name was Achish Melechkat, right? The Mepharshim say his name was Avimelech. Now, um, those of you, so we look at Shabbos morning davening, right? So, and Shabbos morning davening, uh, one of the pitluch of Tehillim that we say as part of Sukkot Zimra, this is only on Shabbos morning and Yom Tiv, not, not on a weekday. L'david b'shanoso es tamo l'fnei avimelech v'yigarsheu v'yela. When he disguised his sanity before avimelech, now again, the Novi here calls him Achish. However, however, um, all of the Mepharshim say that um, it was safer to heal him and, and, and uh, the Radak is, is referring directly to the parak that I'm quoting. It's Kapitol Lamed Dalet, uh, chapter 34. It was safer to heal him, Karu Avimelech. B'shnei shemosayu v'kamo rabim. O Avimelech shen kinoi v'chol melech plishtim kemo paro melech mitzrayim. Right, so the Radak suggests uh, two possibilities. Uh, possibility A, that all kings of Plishtim were called Avimelech. Uh, possibility B is that, is that um, Ach- Achish had two names. His name was Achish and his name was Avimelech. Right? He had, he had uh, more, more than one name. So, so, that's, so that's what the Radak uh, suggests. Now, now, so David writes this capital of Tehillim. When he disguised his sanity before Avimelech, and, and Avimelech chased him away, and he um, and he and he went away. Right, the, he chased him out. What did he say? He said, he said, um, Right? Do I lack meshugayim around me? Wow, what a great statement. Uh, are, are, are there enough Mishigoyim in, in my life that I have to um, that I have to put up put up with this? So we mentioned last week the Mefarshim say that he had a, a daughter and he had a wife and a daughter that were deranged, and, and that was something that he lived with. Uh, you know, obviously in those days they didn't have anything; they didn't have therapy and things to to help them. Um, that's a that that's a, one of the things that my first and point out and 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 he said you know what else what what else do I what else do I need um the question that I wanted to just mention briefly so we have this whole long parak of Tehillim which is all praises of Hashem es Hashem I shall bless Hashem at all times tamid always shall His praise be in my mouth Hashem nafshi and Hashem does my soul glory. Um, humble ones here and be glad. Okay, and, and you can, and then he says later on, this poor man calls and Hashem hears. And and from all all types of terror and all types of suffering, um, he 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 saves me. So the question is, why does David Amelach? Write this parak of Tehillim. 
Like what? Like so. What, one of the things I'm going to bring this out. Uh, I don't know if we'll have time tonight, but but certainly if not, if not, we'll do it next time. Um, what one one of the the, the things that David Melech does all throughout Sefer Tehillim is that is that a lot of Sefer Tehillim. If you want to, if you want an, an autobiography of David Melech, so read through Sefer Tehillim. Read especially read the the, the first couple of lines of each parak of Tehillim. Uh, when I'm running away from Avshalom, um, when uh, when he loses a child, uh, uh, over here we have we have right post his story with with Avimel. So so we want to get an autobiography of David Amel. Read Sefer Tehillim because in Sefer Tehillim he comments on on his life experiences. So what what is Pshat here in in this? So obviously, at the simplest level, that when he acted insane, that saved him because because yeah, I, I saw I think it's in the art school no that 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 said that even a the plishtim realized that someone who's a, a who's a lunatic shouldn't shouldn't stand trial. That, that how are you gonna how are you gonna punish a, a person who's mentally deranged? Like like, like how, how how are you even they had some level of uh, of a conscience. And they said, you know, like, how, how are we going to put away someone who really is not in control of his behavior if, he, if, he's, if he's crazy? So, so the Medrash brings down the following. Very interesting Medrash. That David HaMelech said, I don't think where it is. Where did I see this Medrash? I don't remember where I saw this Medrash. Anyway, the Medrash says, and David HaMelech, we find, does, does this a lot. David HaMelech questions um, Hashem's creations, meaning, meaning, David Amelech says, "Why did you create certain things?" So we know the famous. Every kid knows the famous story with the spider that uh, D- David Amelech asked. Uh, we didn't get to that story yet. We'll get to it. Um, that D- David Amelech asked, "Why, why, why does Hashem uh, create a, a, you know, a spider?" So then, so then, in, in a later story that we haven't gone up to yet, David Amelech runs and he hides in a cave, and the spider quickly. Uh, uh, spins his web, and, and so we know. If, uh, so the assumption is, if there's already cobwebs and all of that, so so it probably hasn't been used in a very long time. So so the the, the spider spinning the web saves David Amel from Shol from Shol um, um, getting to him. So one of the questions that 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 he asked, um, uh, yeah. So here it's it's in the art scroll on on, on the note on, on note fourteen on Pesach fourteen. According to the Medrash Sacharto. David had once said to, ha- to, to Hashem, all that you created is beautiful, and the most beautiful of all is wisdom. But I cannot understand the value of madness. What satisfaction can he derive from a lunatic who rips his clothes, is chased by children, and is mocked by all? So Hashem answered, David, someday you will need madness that you, that you now criticize. You will even pray that I give you the gift of madness. And, and, and here's the story. So what, what what happens here is that not just that the idea of the madness of, of David Amelach um, saves him, and that the police him send him away because because uh, the king says I'm, I'm not dealing with another nutcase. Um, but but it's the idea that David Amelach comes to realize that everything has a purpose in the world, um, and and even even people who are, who we view as <clears throat> deranged. If you if you think if you think about think about you know, uh, last summer, um, you know, we, we sponsored a, a day in Hask. Uh, they, they called me at a soft moment and, and whatever, whatever it was the cost to sponsor a day in Hask. Um, and like, if you, if you think about all the chassa that's done in this world, now, now, obviously you, you, now, obviously we could all in good conscience say we wish all these people were 100 percent healthy and and they and and we didn't have to help these people obviously we would say that uh you know it, 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 you know um one of the interesting things uh happened um you know you know it was famous um when when the germ when west germany at the time offered reparations um i mean you know why everything in israel is mercedes because the the, the germans gave reparations to Israel, and, and and truth be told, Israel needed the money because, as as I always tell my kids in school, in 1950 and 1951, the biggest problem in Israel was not the Arabs. The biggest problem Israel had is that you had tens of thousands of Sephardim 
uh, who are uh, Yemenites and all these Jews that came from all these countries and they had no place to put them. And, and, and the government had to figure out how to build apartments and how to build cities and how to, that was their biggest problem. And, and they really need, and, and I don't need to tell you to build cities and, and running water and you need tens of millions of dollars. So the Germans very conveniently offered to give uh, tens of millions of dollars to the, to, to the state of Israel. Right? So there's a famous speech in the, um, in the Knesset where Menachem Begin got up and said, not one dime. So, so there's very little in, in his life that I ever disagreed with him. That was the one thing I disagreed with him. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't bringing them back. They were gone. However, if some good could come out of that and, and, and they were willing to, to finance the building of the state of Israel, you take it. Like, like I, I, yeah, I, I disagreed with him on that. And he, and he was very emphatic not to take anything. And I, I think the Israeli government uh, did, did the right thing. So, so, so on a certain level... I say this in this context that yes, we wish there was never a need for a camp house. We wish there was never a need for a camp simpler, but there is a need. And why a Kaddish Baruch Hu creates them? So David Melech already asked these questions, and David Melech found out the hard way why Hashem puts this in the world. But maybe they're there, so 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 we have an unbelievable opportunity of chesed, and that maybe that. Somehow, by 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 you know supporting Hask or, or working in Hask for that matter, or or supporting the High Lifeline and and these other organizations. Uh, I know Hatzala is having a Hatzalathon this week, and I don't need to tell you uh, the contribution they make to the Jewish community. Again, we hope nobody gets sick and nobody needs to call Hatzala. But reality is, people do get sick and people do need to call Hatzala. We need to have Hatzala. So. So, um, and, and this is kind of what David Hamelech uh, was doing. David Hamelech was trying to figure out the place uh, uh, of all of these people um, in the world and, and all of these realities in, with the spider and, and with insane people. And Akkadish Baruch showed him, look, look, you, you acted insane. The Klishtim accepted you as insane and therefore they, they chased you away. So then when David Amelot realized it, so it's not just Abaharas Hashem that I will bless Hashem at all times. It's not just because his life was saved. It was because because David Amelot came to a certain reality that Hashem has, has a plan for this world. And, and, and we don't always understand the brilliance of creation. But, 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 but what, what David Amelot learned was that there is a brilliance to creation, that, that things are... Uh, uh, you know, everything is meant to be for a reason. And, and even if we don't always understand it, we, it, 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 we, we should be comforted to know that, that a Kaddish Baruch creates things for a reason. So, uh, anyway, so I wanted to just point this out about the end of the Perek uh, Chofalef, uh, where that little incident with, with the David and Plishtim um, and his uh, behavior. Um, and, but it was something that David came to realize that Yes, even deranged people and mentally ill people do serve a purpose uh, in this world. Uh, what each person does, that's not for us to decide. Um, and, but, but, sometimes, but sometimes we have to, and I, I think the message also is that sometimes that we have to look at the world and say, Kosh Baruch Hu has planned <laughs> and he's doing things for a reason. What the reason is, I don't know. Gemara tells us in Masech um, Shabbos, it's, uh, it's the, the Shavuos Gemara, as it's called. As a daf peches, daf peches, right? So, so, so Moshe Rabbeinu said to Kadosh Baruch Hu, "Hareini naas klodecha." Right? Explain to me your ways. Right? Show me your glory. Right? So, so what was Moshe's taina? What, 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 what was Moshe upset about? So Moshe said, "Yesadik v'ralo, yesadik v'tovlo, yesrasha v'ralo, yesrasha v'tovlo." He said, he said that I see that there are righteous that prosper. I see that righteous are suffer. I see, I see evil people that prosper, and I see evil people that get, get what they deserve. He said, he said, he said, he said, if you told me that righteous people suffer in this world and get reward in the next world, and that's how it is, okay. And if the evil prosper here because they'll get their punishment in the next world. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay, I, 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 I get it. He said, but I don't understand the inconsistencies. That sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes no. He says, he says, I don't get it. So Kaddish Baruch Hu answered, and we, we say this Pasuk uh, uh, throughout Yom Kippur, um, I'm not telling you the answer. Uh, I, I favor who I favor, and I have compassion uh, upon uh, my compassion. 
So, so we we can look at the world. David Amelach asked these questions: Why are there? Uh, why are the mentally insane people in this world? And David Amelach got his answer in a strange way. So, uh, through his own life experience. So, so when he says, uh, you know, when he writes this parak of Tehillim, which is praise of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's two things he's saying. Number one, he's thanking Hashem for saving his life, but he's also thanking HaKadosh ha- ha- Baruch Hu for the brilliance of the world. And, and, and he said, that's why we have to have his blessings in our mouth at all, at all. Tamid uh, because everything he does is brilliant and everything is for a reason and everything ha- somehow will come out with Tova. Um, that's why we say, the Gemara says that Kishem Shemavarchem just like uh, we make a bracha and when something good happens, we also make a bracha when something bad happens. You know why? How many of us in our lives have had bad experiences that somehow down the road turned out to be good? Maybe the experience itself wasn't so great, but later on, that led to this, which led to that. You got fired from a job and you ended up with a much better job than, than you ever imagined you would ever have. How often does that does that happen in this world? And, and you're depressed, and you're upset, and and you, you, you know, uh, you know, and and then and then because because we don't know the next minute uh, life changes, and, and and that's that's what so David Amelik was questioning this, but then he realized that you know what? Not that you can't question. I I don't think that's his point here. I I think but 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 he came to the realization that the world is a great place. And the world is one is run through great brilliance. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's what I wanted to say about the end of the of the parak. Uh, now, now just to remind the review of what we did last week, um, we spoke about um, we spoke about the story when David comes to know Vera Kohanim, right? And remember, we, remember we discussed that he told he told um, uh, Achimelech was the coin that he is on a mission from the king and that he needed bread, right? We had a whole discussion about, about um, you know, the, what, what did he gave him, right? Why, we, we were scratching our head. We're like, why didn't, what, how, how is it possible they didn't have regular food to give him? All right, whatever. We had that whole discussion last week. Um, then, um, and then, and then um, we, we said there was a man there. His name was Doeka Domi. So, so, we, so that, then he ran off. And then he went to Plishtim. So we kind of, we kind so the Novi kind of leaves us hanging. Like we don't know what happens with the city of No. Uh, it it, 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 it it's, it's, it's interesting how how the Novi kind of kind of left us kind of left us hanging. Uh, so so let's see what happens. So I'm on uh, Art Scroll 142. If you're in the Art Scroll, um, if you're if you're in the if not Perak Chof Aleph, you want to take that up? Up to you. Up to you. Want to just listen? It's fine. Okay. Anyway, um, fine. So, Vayomerach. Okay, so that was when we starting. Vayelach David, Misham. Okay. So, as we said, David was sent away uh, from from the from the Plishtim, right? Vayimalet el Me'aras Adulam, and he escaped to the cave of Abdulam. Uh, Adulam. Okay, that was some place that he that he ran to. Okay, um, now by Echav, the whole base of it, and David's brothers and, and his father's house heard about this. and they went to uh, they went to greet him. They went they they they, they met up with him. Says the Mesuda David, he barak David upachadul and Avsham pen yisna came b'hem shalul. Right, they they actually were afraid um, that somehow Shaul would take his vengeance out on David's family. So they themselves, so they themselves ran, ran away, ran away, and they went to meet David. Yardu El David, which is a scary uh, in, in itself. Right, his family too joined him because Shaul could accuse them of conspiring with David to commit treason. David realized, however, this is elderly parents were especially in danger since they were not physically able to flee with him from refuge to refuge. Okay, so that's a, gonna get to that. All right, puzzle based. Um, and it says, they gathered him every man in distress. 
They gathered to every man in distress, every man with a creditor, and, and every man embittered of spirit, and he became their leader. Right? These were people who couldn't, um, who couldn't stay in their place. Um, the Radak says, the people that should rush, they were poor, they were impoverished. Um, David became the, the uh, clinic. for So, so David had, had a clinic, and, and all the people who were in distress, up to 400 people uh, gathered with, with David Amela, and the Novi describes that each of them were somewhat troubled people. Now, so what, what, why is that? I'm not really sure, but, uh, but it's just interesting that, that, that people, but it's also, it's, it's also a concept, Iman Ochi Bitsara, right? Uh, I, I don't need to tell you that, that how, uh, if he was even semi-normal, that this had to weigh terribly on David's head. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, you think about it that 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 he has to flee. He can't like he's not. He doesn't. He. I mean, if we imagine looking over our shoulders at every moment, because he doesn't know what the next moment is going to bring, and that's why he he moved from place to place. So, so it could be that maybe he 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 felt he felt for for some of these people. And, and and he was a little bit of uh, attract a little bit attracted to them, to him. So anyway, Vayelach David Misham Mitzpeh Moav. So David went from there to a place called Mitzpeh Moav. Now, Vayomer El Melech Moav, and 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 they and they went to Melech Melech Moav. Yitzena Avivi Imi Itchem. He said to the king of Moab. Now remember. Um, why Moab? Because David has a connection. David is technically a descendant of Moab. So David's great-grandmother, Rus, was a princess of Moab. So David, uh, mistakenly, as it's going to turn out, uh, thought that maybe because of the familial connection between him and the king of Moab, that somehow he could, his, his family could take refuge in Moab. He said, let my father and mother come out here. Uh, in other words, let this be like an Ari Mikla. Let this be a, a city of refuge for my family um, until I know what happens to me. Uh, right. So he, so he says that the Radak says that his brothers actually stayed with him, uh, only his parents. Right, so, so he says the brothers, uh, the, the brothers ran and stayed with him. It's, there's conflicting reports exactly what happened to David's family. Here, if you, if you read the note, David felt that his parents and the rest of the family would be safe with the king of Moab because Yishai was a descendant of Rus, who had been a Moabite prince. He was wrong. As long as David was in the fortress, neighboring Moab, the king remained the gracious host, perhaps fearing David's vengeance if he harmed the family. But as soon as David left the fortress, the king betrayed him and murdered David's family, mm-hmm. with the exception of one's bro- one, one brother who had been away and was protected by the king of Ammon. Uh, so anyway, uh, so it, there was a sad end to, to that. Um, uh, and I, I, I don't think we hear about his family later on. So it could be that that was, that, that was the end of that. That sadly, that, 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 that's what happened to him. And again, and again, I hate to be uh, dramatic, but it's, it all goes back to Shaul. If Shaul had not done what he did to David, would not have had to move his family out of Beis Lechem, and, and none, none of these things uh, would, would, have, would have happened. So, so, you have, so you have a very sad, so you have a very, you know, a very, a very sad scenario here. Um, now, now, um, yeah. Now, interesting. Um, uh, Elokim. David says, "Until I know what Hashem is going to do to me." So Elokim always means midas adin. Uh, Hashem is in judgment. Like David understood. Um, 
All right, as, as Mesudat David said, Be'ezimakom em Manoach. He as Yashu imadi. He says, until I find a place where I can rest, where I will have rest, where I have the ability to remain without Manoach Manucha, which means I won't, I won't have all of this on my head. I won't, I won't be fleeing from my life. I won't have to worry about, you know, where, where, where you know, how things are going to go down. So it says, Vayanchem es penei melech Moab. So he escorted them to the king of Moab. David heavy yom with nea melech. Vayeshu imo kol yemei heyoz David v'metsuto. So the Novi already tells us that, he, that, that they stayed with him all the days that David was in the fortress. David was in some kind of fortress. Uh, Rashi says, Samach l'moab. That this fortress was right near Moab. Interesting. Um, he said that um, one, basically his family was wiped out except for one brother who was not there. Um, and we'll see later that there's some, uh, uh, there's some retribution in a positive way uh, because he was with Moab. So anyway, so, so that's what happens. Vayomer pasuk hey, vayomer God hanavi, right? That's the same God as Tachanan. Vayomer David el God salimot, right? So one of one of the forty-eight neviim was was a man named God, right? This is not to be confused with the God of Chumash, who was the son of Tanaftali God Asher of of Zopa, yeah, Zopa, right? God Asher, yeah, Zopa. Uh, anyway, so so it says that okay, so so it says God David He tells him, don't stay in the fortress. el go to the land of Yehuda. David came to this place called uh, the forest of uh, of Chorus. Right, so Radak says that, so, I mean, it's an obvious comment, but the fact that the Navi is telling David what to do, so Radak says, Api Hashem. It's, it's, it, Hashem is telling him through the Navi. Amr lo, kisham nishmar min Right, if you go to this place, yar cheres, you'll be protected from, from Shaul. V'chein kib lo bikshu el ki'ila. Right, and and we'll see that 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 Shaul doesn't pursue him until he goes to another place called Kila. The Tam Lafi Yehuda, you owe them also. Right, and the reason was because in the land of Yehuda, David was was a beloved figure. Vim Hayakam And if Shaul would come after when he's you know you know we talk about home field advantage. Right when you have the home, when you have the home field advantage, you have the home field advantage. The people of David was a legend in, uh, among the the uh, the family of Yehuda, and, and so anything, any possible thing would have gone wrong if, if they if they would have gotten wind that Shaul was after them while he's while he's with them. Um, they would have protected him. They would have warned him and uh, or protected him, or, or he would have escaped. The Avapisha Kiila Meretz Yehuda Haisa. Although the next place he goes, it was also in Eretz Yehuda, but it was it was like at the edge of Eretz Yehuda. It wasn't it wasn't in the central area where where the family was. And he goes there also. So so that that's that that that's the movement of David to this point. Okay. So now, now, now we're kind of circling back to where we were last week in terms of the city of uh, of Nob. Shaul heard. Kino da David. Shaul heard um, that David and his men with him had been discovered. Vanashim asherito. Vishol Yosheh bagiva. Shaul was sitting in in the giva in the in the, in the valley, uh, or in the hills, whatever. Tachas aisha barama. Right, he was, it was uh, under the the, the, the the tamarisk tree in Ramah. The chaniyoso, the chaniso biyado, and his his spear was in his hand. The chol avadav nitzavim elav. 
Right, so Mesudat David said it was in a high place. Machum Gavo Ayav Giva Ba Amar Eishon. Right, right. So apparently, Mesudat David says that that David was, was uh, there was there was um, he was noticed. Uh, somebody uh, up until this point he was hiding. But apparently somebody um, saw him. The Radak says, "Kin this parsem David." It was known to him that people were with him. This story is because of what Shaul said to his servants. Until now, Shaul did not know his kapsu el David Anashim. Shaul had no idea that David had Chasidim with him. I say that. Whatever. Uh, and when he heard that David had 400 people with him, Amar Bilibo Zemeret. You know, you know the other place where there was 400 men. That was, that was by Esau, right? When uh, when Yaakov, Aishlach Yaakov Malachim El Esau Vachim, Artzaseiyus Today Adam. Right? The pasuk says that when uh, it says by Yeshua Malachim, and it says. Uh, Right, when the Esav is coming, and there's 400 men, uh, the measure brings down, it was the, the greatest of generals. So that number 400 has a, a certain significance uh, to, to uh, conflict. And, and, and when Shaul heard that, for, that uh, 400 men had gathered with, uh, with, with David, he said this was a rebellion. Uh, who who Shemara be uh, against me? The dato and his, his intention la arov was to ambush. Ulachem alai olechlok alai hamachos. Zeshamake kim beniyas avdi alav leori. Okay, so so Shaul uh, was concerned um, by this um, fact that that people had gathered around David and David was seen with a, with a group of of, of people. Now. I, 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 I'm amazed about what's going to happen, and 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 it really shows that sometimes sometimes we can smile at our people. Okay, okay. What, what, watch what happens. Shaul says to his servants, "Shimuna yamini." Now listen to me, fellow uh, Benjaminites. Right. Gam lekulchem yiten ben Yishai sadosu kramim. He said, he says, will the son of Yishai give you fields and vineyards? By the way, he, he does, because uh, because um, it's an interesting comment. It, you know, uh, the, the Medr says that sometimes he, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone says a prophecy, he doesn't realize he's saying a prophecy. You know, um, where we will we'll eventually learn that that the highest level of prosperity of Jewish history was the time of David and Shlomo. <laughs> so it's interesting. He says that he says to them, Are, "Is he going to give you fields and vineyards?" The answer is he did, <laughs> or certainly Shlomo did. yasim meos, and is he going to make you all captains of of thousands and hundreds? Ki kishartem kulchem that you have all organized against me, right? right. Listen, listen, listen. How, like, you know, listen, listen to the level that Shaul has hit. The Angolas Azni, that you all organized again. No one revealed to me, Bichras uh, Bini, that my son Yonatan uh, in Ben Yishai, that he made an agreement with Ben Yishai. The Angolas me came alive with Golas Azni, and none among you is distressed from me. Or reveal to me, that my son has incited my servant to rise up and ambush me. So, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, anxiety, uh, not anxiety, uh, paranoia. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think we see, I think we see a, a high level of, uh, of, you see a high level of, of paranoia here. So uh, and then he and then he and then he throws a Yonatan in there also and says, you know, this this is what's going on. Very hard, very hard uh, 
very odd. Bitterly and mournfully, if you look at the note in seven and eight, Shaul accused his courtiers of complicity in David's purported rebellion. They were his fellow tribesmen, but not only did they, feel, did they feel no compassion for their embattled, victimized king, if they had even a shred of loyalty, they would have warned him that Yonatan was the leader of the conspiracy. Shaul's hatred of David has expanded to include even Yonatan, whose very name has become an anathema to the king. Instead of mentioning him by name, Shaul referred to him as his contemptuous, contemptuously as my son. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, but anyway. By speaking of Yonatan as he did, Shaul implied that Yonatan was worthy of death penalty as a rebel. This was further rationed out for Shaul's angry attempt to kill Yonatan when he defended David, as we discussed, uh, the Machar Chodesh. Okay? So, so, the, so the table is now set for arguably the worst moment in Jewish history. And we had a few. <laughs> and say for Shoftim, we had a few bad ones. But this might, to me, what, what's going to happen trumps even some of those events. Why? Because because as I described uh, way back, the people were not good people. <laughs> the, 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 the generation was, of a, the, the period of a Shoftim, the people were not good people. A lot of, a lot of not good people. Uh, you, know, uh, we, you know, we spoke about why Gidon, when, when they didn't want to give his soldiers, uh, uh, you know, food. And uh, there were challenges. But when you have the leader who's supposed to be a good person, and, and he's not, that's worse, right? Right, when, when right, well, what are we more disappointed? We're more disappointed when good people act poorly than when, when bad people act poorly. The bad people we expect to act poorly. <laughs> we know what they, we know what they are. Uh, but, but, but when someone, when someone acts poorly, that, then, uh, you know, who, who we, we, we expect more. Right, right. like you use the, like use the sports term. What are we more upset about? Uh, when 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 the 220 hitter strikes out with the bases loaded, or, or when the cleanup hitter who was supposed to uh, not, not get 120 runs in the season, uh, you know that's the one more upset. The 220 hitter, what, what, what do you expect from? <laughs> right. Anyway, now, but I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's a lot of truth to the fact that that disappointment uh, of of people who we we expect more of is is a tougher is a tougher pill to swallow, you know, than, than, than the other way. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. So anyway, and that's what's going on here. Because we, we, there's no way, there's no way. Now, if, now obviously, <laughs> we're all Monday morning quarterbacks here. But I'm saying, if you didn't know the story until I told it to you um, in the last what, few months, and, and I, I, I mean, if you remember how I described Shaw as a great person, and... And if I didn't tell you, if you didn't know some of these stories beforehand, then this is a this is a very bitter pill to swallow. It's really, it's really, it's hard, it's hard to see this the the the, the self destruction that that he did to himself. Is it Gaiva? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, even though uh, Gaiva is the root, you know, of all evil, in my opinion, uh, but. I don't know if this is guy. Maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, so okay. Okay, So now speaks up. Now, now I want to. I want you to understand a little bit about him. Uh, those of you who learned Daf, uh, you're going to hear about him in about. Uh, I think this week. I think this week you get into the Gemaras with Amon and Moab and all that, the whole business around Megillus. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's, if it's not this week, it's the week after. It's coming up in the next uh, several days. You'll hear, you'll hear about Doeg in the Gemara. Doeg, Doeg Ha'adomi said to Shaul that you shouldn't worry about David being king because he can't be king because his, his line of lineage is illegitimate. Because... because there, there is a dispute in the Gemara. It's, a, it's, the, it's the entire Megillus Rus evolves around. I don't have time for that year. I mean, maybe on Shavuos we'll talk about it. Um, anyway, um, that, that the halacha was that only a, a, a man from Ammon and Moab can't marry into the, into the Jewish community, but a woman can. And that halacha was forgotten 
and people thought that Rus was illegitimate in marrying Boaz, and, and that produced the line of David Amel. So Doe Kadomi comes and, and, and says, you know, to show what he worried about, he can't be the king. And the Gemara says, uh, again, it's, it's, it's coming up this week. Uh, Shmuel takes a sword <laughs> and he shove, shoves it in the ground and says, anyone who disagrees with this halacha is, is the, the, the sword, gets the sword. And it, was, it was a pretty contentious, uh, Jews, 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 like, Jews are good fighters. Anyway, so Doe Kadomi um, responded. Uh, and, and, and he was appointed over Shaul's servants. Um, and, and, and he said, I saw that David went to the city of Nov. Now, I want to point out, Doe Gadomi was the head of the Sanhedrin. Um, he was an example of too smart for his own good. Right, we meet people like that. that. They're so brilliant that they forget to be human. And, 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 and they forget to be humble. And they forget to, to, to instead, of, uh, instead of appreciating, you know, you know, praiseworthy is the person who comes here with his learning in his hands. But there's, there's, but there's a lot more to it, you know. You know, knowing knowing shas and knowing poskim is great. What do we do with it? Like, like, uh, you know, that, that, that's 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 an important lesson as well. And uh, you know, that was the the the, the tragedy of Rabbi Akiva's students that they had the greatest Rebbe and they couldn't and they couldn't grab on to his most basic lesson of uh, of respect and admiration and love for each other. And and, and they failed and and they died. Um, and, and we mourn we mourn over them as is apparent on my face. Um, and so, you know, here's a guy who had it all, knew it all, and, and he was just awful. I mean, it was just the, the, the Mishnah in Sanhedrin says that the Doe Gadome is one of those people who did not get a share in, in the world to come. And, and it was because he was just awful. Um, I'm not going to be able to do that this week, but I, uh, next time we, we meet, we're not going to meet, uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that again. Uh, next time we meet, I wanna, we'll, I'll start with a parak of Tehillim that David Amelech wrote specifically about Doe Kadomi. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of the shir today that, that Tehillim is his autobiography. It's so clear that it is. Anyway, so he tells Shaul, I, I know, that I, I, I was there. I was in the city of Nob when David showed up. And, 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 and he consulted Achito uh, through, through Hashem. Uh, meaning, so, so, so interesting. Um, what does that mean? Uh, he gave him food. Right, so... So the Pusik said, we'll get to, we'll do it at the end. Okay, and what happened? So the king sent a messenger to bring Achimelech to him. All the Kohanim know. So, so, they, all, so they all came uh, to the king. Right, right uh, and here's where this is going to really go bad. Right, by it's worse. It's worse. You see what's going to happen. Shema na ben He said, "Listen to me." By So he said, "He said, here I am." By Yomer Lama kashar Why? Why? Why did? Why did you rebel against me? Atau ben Yishai. Besidchalo lecha mecharev. Beshau lo belokim. And you asked, you consulted with Hashem. What does that mean? So Rashi says, He says, you consulted with the Urim Betumim, the breastplate that the Kohen Gadol used to wear, where, where, where we know that they would consult and letters would light up with messages for them. And Rashi says, and the, the Radak says it all, uh, Right? That says that that the Urim Vitumim is only used for the king, 
or 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 a, a public official or a need of the tzibur, meaning a need of the people. But a, a stamazoi, a, a guy comes in and says to the kohen gadol, "Can you ask? Uh, can you ask the urim betumim who's my shidduch who's going to be?" So that does not work. And clearly, mm-hmm. by by using the urim betumim, you have shown that that you're 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 part of the other uh, rebellion. We're not, we're not finishing this today, okay? Um, Vaya, so how far is it? Oh, maybe. Okay, let's, let's go quickly. I want to finish because I want to end off at the end of a parrot. Oh, oh, he says the worst thing to show. And it's what Yonatan said to him also. He says, who's more loyal to you than David Amela? That's like the, takes the, he takes the, like turning it in him. It's and he's your son-in-law. Uh, he obeys your bidding and he's, uh, he's an honorable mensch in your house. That's really turning the knife. Uh, 100% it was true. 100% it was true. Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so he says, He said, he said, did I begin today to inquire for him of God? Achimelech says to him, "What do you want from my life? I have no idea what's going on. I don't know that that, that I, I, David Amelech's picture wasn't in the post office. Uh, that, that that he's the, the most wanted uh, person in the country." He says, "What what you know? What what are you ta- what are you talking about? Leave me alone." He said, <laughs> "Leave me alone." By Yomer Amelech, most Tamus Achimelech, Atavachol So the king sentenced them to death. Now. Step back for a second. The king does have the right to do that. Mori um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that much later when we get to the rebellion of Absalom. Um, but but uh, but here it was unwarranted, right? Now, now watch this. To me, this is great. Subu So the king says to his servants. He says, go and, and, and you know, kill the, the Kohanim. Um, ki, gam, ki gam yadam im David, uh, yadu ki v'lo galu azni, v'lo av, oh. and, and, so, and so he builds the case. He says he's his rebellion. Uh, they knew he was fleeing. And, but what happens? The low avu avdei amelech. Mental, uh, I mean, moral clarity. The people said, absolutely not. We are not doing this. He said, basically, they said to him, you want to do this, you do it yourself. We, we will not be complicit in this, in this tragedy. Uh, we, will not, we will not be complicit in this terrible thing that you are, are, are about to do. Lo avu, so so Radak says, "Ki ab never amas hayu v'lo hayu v'lo avu lifko v'koane Hashem," and they they did not, uh, they refused to uh, uh, to to touch the kohanim of Hashem. You know, it's 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 it, it, it's comforting to know that there's mental clarity sometimes. Sometimes in these stories, we like we like everyone loses mental clarity. I keep saying mental moral clarity, um, uh, and and here you see there was moral clarity. Like, like they they were they 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 were not doing it. Um, and it says by Yomer Hamelach Udoek Sov Ata Ufega Kohanim. Ah, but you know in every crowd there's always a uh, one bad guy, uh, and and so he says you do it by Sov Doek Adomi by Ifkahu Bakohanim. So Doe kills 85 Kohanim. Okay, you know, you know this is unbelievable. He wipes out the city and everything in it. It's the, we've come full circle. 
when he was supposed to do this by Amalek, which is the cause of him, he didn't do it. But now that, that, that he views the world as rebelling against him, he destroys everything. That knows, he knows not, not, not a part of the city uh, what was touched. I mean, there was really a complete loss of moral clarity here. Moral clarity says he killed the terrorists. Like, you, you shoot first and, you, you know, uh, this guy, Rahman al-Islam in Buffalo, I don't know why he was arrested. They should have shot him dead. Why do we have to waste our tax money on, on, on this? Not you, this animal. I don't want to say animal. I like animals. Animals are animals. On this, what are, I, I mean, unbelievable. Shoot him dead. He killed the terrorists. He didn't do it. And that was his downfall. So now when people, it, it's amazing. It, it's just amazing how we come full circle. One Kohen escaped. And his name was Ev Yatar. And we'll see he'll come later into our story. So Ev Yatar told Shaul that what happened. I am responsible for every life. And David, sadly, um, takes full responsibility for what happened, uh, even though it's really not his fault. Um, but that's, that's what happened, because that, that's because that, he was David, and that's why he was the king. He tells Rabbi Yossi, you stay with me. Because we're, we're in this together, because he's going to be after you, and he's going to be after me. You are, you are, you are safe with me. <sighs> oh, that's the age. Okay, that's the age old question. Um, anyway, here we have a story of a very tragic uh, moral clarity uh, that does not exist. But but it, it, on the comforting side, there were people who who knew this was a horrible thing that was that Shoal was doing, and they and they were determined to do everything everything to to stop it. So. So uh, um, anyway, there's there's more to say on this story. Okay, just a public service announcement. I, I um, the next two weeks, uh, next three weeks, we're not going to have a shear. Um, next week I have a chasana. Um, um, week after my daughter's graduating, and I have no idea where I'm going to be at this hour of the night. So I, I don't want to I don't want to say yes and then turn out that I that I'm not available. Um, and then the week after Shavuos. So after we'll continue to share after Shavuos. I'll leave you a little bit of a cliffhanger. What 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 happens? But we are at the end of a we are at the end of a parak. And again, I want to uh, you know it's it's been I think we're doing this two years. Is it two years of doing this? Three years. Yeah. What? Yep, two years. Two years. Uh, I I uh, you know I want to really thank everyone for continually coming. I, I mean, not once, not occasionally, but every uh, everyone's here every single Sunday. And okay, you know we always have uh, things happen. But and I, I really I'm really grateful for that and. Uh, I'm grateful a, for me to be able to say this over to you, and for me to be able to learn it myself. But I wouldn't be learning it if not, if not, if not for you. So, so thank you guys for coming. I wish you already. Um, I wish you already a good yontif. Um, and Mr. Hashem, uh, we'll, we will continue right a, a, after after yontif. I apologize for the next two Sunday nights, but not in my control. Um, I, I don't think I cannot go to my nephew's wedding next Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> So uh, I don't think that's an option. Um, I don't know my mother would go for that idea. Um, anyway, uh, so, so Mr. Shem, we'll, we'll continue. But um, anyway, uh, a lot to think about here. And uh, Mr. Shem, we will continue discussing all of these issues. Have a great night. You too, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.